Welcome to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. I'm David Bosher. And I'm Sid Sharice. I'm so excited today because we'll be talking to Wes Sharpton of Hair Story Studio. Not only are we going to be speaking with Wes today about his experience growing up in a small town and making his way to New York City, we're also going to talk a little bit about our love-hate relationship with product and how Hair Story Studio has helped Wes solve that problem. We're back in our 2019 official first podcast. New Year, New You. And we're renaming the podcast. We which have I think re- we have to talk to everyone about. Yeah, because not that anybody would probably notice because it still is <laughs> us on the cover. Um, but we had originally named the podcast Bleached, which was great back in 2016. But... You know, I feel like it has no relation to Destroy the Hairdresser and what we do, so... No, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, we, we were just starting stuff. a podcast. We just had stuff to say. So, <laughs> we wanted to rename the podcast just Destroy the Hairdresser. This the podcast. Yeah. Do you like that? I love it. Okay, cool. <laughs> we had a podcast for everybody in December, but um, at that time we did not have a studio space like yeah. we do now. So we were sitting on our floor mm-hmm. in our apartment and if anyone knows what a pre-war building is, it means that there's no central AC or heat. Mm-hmm. So the heaters come on and off. And the last podcast, you couldn't even hear us because you just All you came, could hear was the heater. The heater just clanging and banging and hissing and it sounded like we were in a war zone. We've actually been trying to find a studio space to record for a couple months now. We had we a place. One. It was too far away. It was so far and so now we have a place that's it's it's here and we're it's perfect. here. <laughs> Flat iron in the middle of New York City. It's nice. Yeah. Um, what's been going on in the last year? We're, we've been on tour for we've, a few stops, and we're still kind of we're on holiday break. We're on holiday break. Yeah. Well, as we record this, we're on holiday. Yeah. Break. <laughs> when so, you hear this, we will be probably traveling. So January, all of January, we have uh, four stops, and all of February, we'll be traveling around. And March, and then we go on a break, and through the summer. Do you know where we're going? So in January, we'll be in Milwaukee on January 7th, and then in um, the following week on January 13th, we'll be in Denver, and then we have one weekend to just unpack our bags (laughs) and rewash our clothes, and then we will be in New Orleans for Bayou St. Blonde. Awesome. And I'm so excited for that. We're not going to tell you where we're going in February because there's we'll get to that. too many too many new people signed up for the tour, which is great. Um, if you want more information on the tour, you can visit destroythehairdresser.com slash tour. <laughs> and you can become a host salon. You can buy tickets. You can come see us and see Just what all the Just come hang out with us. That. That's the best part. But I'm excited. 2019, we're really trying to get as many special guest speakers mm-hmm. that we possibly can. And I'm excited for today's guest. So our first guest of 2019 is Wes Sharpton, content creator for Hair Story. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Did I sound like a newscaster? Because yeah. I feel like I... I kind of love this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Back to you, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> Back to you, Wes. <laughs> Mildly cloudy. <laughs> so we are excited to talk to you because at Destroy the Hairdresser, we're very anti-product but we're only anti-product because most product lines don't benefit the hairdresser in any way shape or form and I I work with a lot of salon owners where I have to explain to them listen if you buy a product for two dollars and you sell it for four dollars and then you buy it again for two dollars you made zero (laughs) dollars right but then they get you because they want to give you free education and all these things so points they're all about giving you points points. like a credit card (laughs) 
<laughs> but we love working with Hair Story because it's not set up that way. Right. So I think a lot of people are interested in how Hair Story works. I think a lot of people know what it is. But I think a lot of people, I think Hair Story is kind of like Destroy the Hairdresser. People have heard about it and they've seen it and they know what it is, but they don't really, really know what's understand going on. it. Yeah. So can you enlighten the the listeners on what Hair Story is? Sure. I mean, Hair Story obviously is a product line. Um, the business model is completely different. It's set up in a kind of new and amazing way. It's really. You know, it's the reason, honestly, that I'm still kind of there and right. standing with it. I mean, to be really honest with you, I was at this kind of point in my career, and I think that we've all had that moment where you're like, you're in a place, and you're like, I need a change to happen. And That's I was where most like, of our students come to us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what does that look like for me? And I didn't really know. Like, I didn't have, like, a necessarily, like, a clear path, but I was like... You know, it's even to that point where I'm like, do I still do hair? Like, even though I was doing all of these kind of exciting yeah. things. A lot of hairdressers think about that. I think about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, do. I think about 20 <laughs> yeah. years from now, do I still want to be doing hair? Like, yeah. I'm like right. am I still doing hair when I'm, like, 50? Like, totally. You know? I mean, so it's, like, a fair, like, question that I think at any point in your career when you've been doing it for a certain period of time that you just naturally ask yourself. And so... You know, I was working and I was working with a, with a product company and then Eli Hallowell had come in. He's the CEO of Hair Story. And he said, you know what? I have this crazy idea that I quit my job over and I want to share it with you. And I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. And so he said, technology has changed the world, which I completely understood. I, You know, even though like... I would say, like, as a hairdresser and as a hairdresser who's been doing it for a really long time, I don't think, like, I don't think of myself as, like, super, like, technical, right? Yeah. Like, my, I'm a real, like, hands-in-the-hair kind of hairdresser, so, like, I didn't necessarily, like, I remember when Instagram was, like, new, you know what I mean? All the things <laughs> that, like, came up, like, you Me know. too, and I thought it was so stupid. I was like, this is never going to be anything. And now, like, <laughs> I'm teaching classes on it. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, was like, on it. I was like, girl, I'm like, oh, cool, I can put a border around a photo. Yeah. Filter. Like, you. Like, you know, just now you don't like, do it. It's like, oh, my God, who are you? Yeah. Like, and so I wasn't, like, the most technologically advanced person like I'm like laptop is for my Netflix like stuff like that <laughs> and so you know and we never really had to like email or anything like that back then so I wasn't in that space where I was like okay but what he was telling me made so much sense he was like you know what consumers clients all they're doing is they're purchasing things online and while yes they may buy one product from you if they really like a product they also like the convenience of having something shipped directly to them he was like the problem is that's is the that, best part yes exactly it's like you're making your own little christmas when yeah. you're like shopping all the time well right? amazon changed that feeling for us mm -hmm. exactly yeah. and so suddenly we were just in this space where he was like you know what he was like, what would happen in the world if I could tell you that if your client could click a button and register you as the hairdresser and I can pay you the same commissions that I would pay you in the salon as products that were purchased online? And for me, you know, like I had said, I was in that space where I was looking at you know, maybe, like, even leaving the industry. And I think one of the things that I was looking at that was fascinating to me was, like, 
you know what, maybe I'll be a landlord, right? Like, I love homes, (laughs) like, I love the whole thing, right? But I was in that space, so you know when you're, like, in an educational space, and you almost get this, like, tunnel vision about things, and you're, like, you kind of have to shift your line of thinking, because what happens, as you know, as you guys as teachers, when someone starts to explore an idea of who they are in a safe space where they're, like, being educated... They can own the identity of mm-hmm. it, right? Like mm-hmm. you suddenly you become an I am, mm-hmm. and then the learning process is so different. Yeah. So for me, I was already on that path of being like, well, how do I become an investor? Yeah. Right. Like, and so what was so cool about this was I was like, oh my god, I'm like, so you're telling me that like my clients will buy things online. And based on your suggestion yes and you <laughs> and then you will pay me the commission so basically it's kind of like I'm making money off something that I bear that I barely invested in yeah so for me I was looking at houses so it's like okay instead of me <laughs> dropping 30,000 for like a down payment somewhere and then like trying to get all of that money like I was like now I have this ability to make money with, you know, my clients repurchasing and it's all things that I really like and yeah. things that I'd recommend. It's like if I get credit for every time I recommended a favorite song and right. iTunes would send me a credit. It's and the you same do, concept. You totally. do nothing. This is the best part. Like, you, <laughs> it's so genius because you do nothing. Now, every time they buy a product online, as long as they're your client, you get credit. Like, you don't have to re-give them a link or redo this. It's just, like, automatically done. Yeah. And I remember when we first started working there, like, we've been using Hair Story for years. So we've, we've used it on set and always, you know, like, we're a part of it. And then I I don't even think we tried. And I looked at our account and I was like, do you know we've made $80? Like, just from doing, yeah. like, just talking. And I worked, like, four days that month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just from talking and using it, not even anything. And I was like, I can't remember the last time I made $80 commission and that's a small yeah. amount compared to what other stylists are doing there. But $80 commission on products. Yeah. It's usually as like, a stylist. As a stylist. It's usually like 10 bucks if you sold like a thousand, right. you know? Like, right. It's crazy. I think too, there's like a, the culture of hairdressers and salons has become poisoned a little bit with, okay, you have to sell product. You have to, because right. product lines have convinced people that you, like this is your biggest Margin, and the reality is that that may be true if you mark it up three to four times. But who's gonna buy that? I'm not gonna buy that. And a lot of hairdressers are like, I'm not a salesperson. I don't want to. I don't want to take them to the front and show them the product and hope and you know cross my fingers. And then I used to remember when I was younger, I used to try to sell product so much that I would run up to the front after the client left to see if they bought it. Yeah. Because I, in you know, in some way, I was like, if they don't, if they don't buy, I'm not gonna hit my numbers, and I would. It oh, God, hit boring. your numbers yeah. is, like, the worst thing. Like, I remember being, like, distraught. Because every time I would sit down with my bosses, they'd be like, you didn't hit your numbers. Your retail goal is real low. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, yeah, no, totally. I remember, like, I literally, this is the thing, I always say this, because I was so frustrated at one point, because it was so numbers-based. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you have a clientele, like, I'm like, there's only so much I can push. Like, yeah. like and how often are they going to buy a shampoo? And I'm, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, it's the same like texture of hair that right. she had like you know three weeks or like eight weeks ago. Like it's a, like it's like that whole thing where you're like, 
it's the same product, and I only yeah. like five that you make anyway out of the 400, so I'm only going to recommend that. They don't need something new every single time, but, yeah. like, I remember being in that meeting, I'm being so fed up, and then also looking at that small number, and being, they're being like, so, let's talk about your product sales. I'm like, let's talk about my product sales and product, because unless it's going to put me in product, I'm not really worried about it. I'm like, I'm like, uh-uh. Like, the four, it's and, so true. and it's not really even like that, but I'm like, you reduced me to that level to yeah. make it feel like, oh, this when is just a think, transaction. When so. do you think that came in? Because it didn't, hairdressers didn't start like that. Like hairdressers the were very craft-oriented. Then it became service yeah. and sales-oriented, and now it's becoming Now we're like McDonald's. Like, we're just like <laughs> producing, you right. know, like it's not even like. I'm just I, trying to think of what happened. It went wrong real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I really do think it, I think it was product lines that were like, we want to, you know, it was like, yeah, any, sales, make money. any sales job. So I think that what Hair Story has done is really changed the game and I'm excited to, I love working with them because I don't, I don't feel, this isn't an ad by the way for no. Hair right. Story. It's a love letter to Hair <laughs> <Right>. Story. <laughs> um, but I think we, even when we work with um salon owners or hairdressers we we bring up this product line because it benefits them and, and hair story is not there like hair story is not offering you education for buying three thousand three hundred thousand dollars worth of product or whatever you know the stupid premiums are you don't even have to have a you don't even carry a premium in your or a certain amount in your salon um and if you're a hairdresser like us like sid and i and wes like freelance you can't, we're not, I'm not carrying product around to try to sell it. It doesn't make any sense. Right. But if I can have them go to a website and use my name and I can get credit, of course I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. And it helps the product is amazing. Right. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because it, as much as Destroy the Hairdresser doesn't believe in, in selling product or having product, we, like, I know for me, I mean, product is very important. It's, it's hand in hand. It's a tool that we use in our craft, but it's not, we don't need 900 different things like you know like if someone put me in a I've been on fashion week where I literally had like a can of hairspray and that's it and like had to make something you know work or I had like I'm like what do you have serum all right well we're doing this with it you know so and if you're a hairdresser you know you know how to make things do anything yeah Yeah. and so it's just gotten it's it's just it's gone so wrong right (laughs) and I think that's the thing I think that at the end of the day like it's because at some point we were asked to be insincere and the reality of this whole business is all about trust at the end of the day Mm -hmm. right like I built this whole business on trust someone can know that they can come and be their most vulnerable self with me And we can talk about that vulnerability and I can transform that information into a visual aesthetic that I think announces something to the world, right? Because that's all it is. Mm -hmm. If you're dealing with some sort of transformation, you know, which, you know, we can sometimes deal with. Not every day, but you get people who are like, I need a change and it's an emotional change. Yeah. They just want to make that announcement to the world. Like something's changed and I want all of you to know about it. Yeah. (laughs) And that's really what it is, right? Like... But they also trust that 
on that end, if it's transformation, they're trusting that you are going to hear them and respect them and understand that you're trying to do something and guide them to a new place in their life. And on the other side, there's sometimes where it's really just kind of like it's maintenance, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a big trust in maintenance, you know, because people always, you know, I have this friend who, you know, she talks about like, oh, you talk about hair like it's just like so an emotional place. And it is. And I'm like, I'm like, I know that you don't see it like that because you don't like the change. But I'm like, it would become emotional for you if I cut a bob on you. Mm -hmm. Then you would be in tears. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So sometimes it's about maintenance, right? Sometimes it's about feeling safe that you're going to just respect where I'm comfortable with. And I think that that's this whole thing, that it's all based upon trust. And I think that's where product lines went wrong is because they were always like, it's about these, it's about these numbers. It's about how you hit it. It's about this product that you like push. (laughs) And when we put it in that pushing space, it's a space that I can't resonate with. What I can resonate with. No. That's why it doesn't work. No. When we used to work in the schools, you know, as educators, we had to hit number goals for our classes. And I'm like, I would, you know, some, I would hit it a lot because I, you know, I would be able to educate through using the product. So I got really good at it. But it was, it was one of those things that when my students weren't hitting their numbers and they're in school, I had to have conversations with them. And that's unfortunate because they're in a place where they're learning how to do this craft. And now I'm telling them that what they're doing isn't good. And they're like, but look what I created. Mm. And I'm like, it gives me goosebumps because it, it makes me sad because I'm just like, what they were creating was so good. Yeah. And, you know, I wish I still had that, like, new hairdresser brain because right. you could do anything at that point. But I'm over there I mean, they were also them, curling hair, is like, wet. Oh, yeah. So I was like... <laughs> right. <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> Not boundaries. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, it just... It, it's like... It's... I would have such pushback. I mean, you would too. Like, we would have such pushback from the students just being like... It's all about the numbers and blah, blah, blah. And they would get angry. They would get angry. And it's just like, at some point, you're just like... They were right. Yeah. And I'm like, you're yelling at me about the numbers, but look at my floor. The guests are happy. The students are learning. And everybody's getting what they paid for. But then you then we have to remember, they're getting yelled at for numbers. And then right. someone else is getting yelled at yeah, for numbers. Yeah. And there's this fat guy at the top just laughing, spending <laughs> money. And I'm assuming he's white. Yeah. <laughs> it's Trump. He owns the industry. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so tell us how you kind of got to hair story. What's your what's your what's your hair story? Yeah. So you know, I think that um, you know, for myself, like I had always, I always kind of, I primarily always worked at like big companies at the time. That meaning that like the salon was owned by a product company. So. You know, originally, I didn't. Originally, I was, I'm originally from Oklahoma, and I worked in a small place, and then I moved to Kansas so I can make more money, so I can move to New York. I moved to New York. I worked um, at... Oklahoma to Kansas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Big jump. <laughs> Whatever it takes, kids. Whatever it takes. And so I went, and I ended up working at um, Bumble and Bumble. And so, you know, I met people there, and then as my... As that began to kind of culturally change and shift a little bit, you know, I had someone there that, you know, just gave me some good advice while something was shifting and things do shift, of course. But, you know, she looked at me and she said, you know what? She was like, if this one day you look around and it doesn't look what you signed up for, then it's time for you to go. And I thought that, that was really, really That's fair. That's really good advice. Yeah, it was really great. So for me... That applies to... 
everything. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was just like, okay, cool. And so then there was an opportunity to kind of work um, with a product that was called Purely Perfect Mm -hmm. in the beginning, which was kind of a little bit of the origins of where uh, what we call New Wash Today came from. It was just a same concept, but a thicker kind of product. And it was just really originally like kind of a, a... project really like we were like shooting like you know we were cutting and coloring and it was being documented and then when Eli had stepped into the picture that's when he was like hey you know I want you to come in I want you to kind of help us with more like content creation and it just seemed like a natural kind of cool evolution and during the course of that time it created a lot of different opportunities for me about things that really resonated with me you know I'm an old I'm, you know, I'm old, but I'm an old school <laughs> hairdresser too in some regards. You know, I, you know, I, I work with like a lot of kind of like fashion editors. Like I like that kind of thing, but I also like it because in New York in particular, um, that hair is very different. That hair is a little less fussy. It's a little just like, it's more reliant upon the haircut being something and yeah. the texture being its own. So those women... That, that was a big change because we all came from the South, technically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was a big change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you round hair. brushed everything. everything. Like, everything <laughs> oh, had yeah. volume. I remember when I first started doing hair in New York, I was like, I know nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no... Like, and I, you know, like... It's like all the fundamentals went away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I used to blow dry my hair every day, and now I don't think I've used a blow dryer in my hair. And I have beautiful texture. I had I have curly hair. I didn't even know I had curly hair. Isn't that crazy? Totally. Like... You only saw it, like, in its natural state yeah. for, like, one second yeah. before you picked up the blow dryer out of the shower. That's true. That's true. But, yeah, so when you came to New York, you were working with editors and yeah. you were doing that kind of stuff. And that's how you kind of started your content. Yeah. I mean, that was part of it. And then they would kind of... Con- and then, you know, when a story comes up or something like that, they would ask me, like, to do makeovers and that type of thing. So that was a really kind of an interesting space to kind of be in. So it was really, really fun. And it still is fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it's certainly less new than what it was. But I like it. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of it being about a haircut for yeah. me. I think that's different. I think that that's the angle that's a little bit different for them. Um, Because typically when you do those type of things, if you're doing session styling, it's actually all about what can you make in the styling. Yeah. And when... It's a shape. It's a silhouette. Exactly. So when you book me, it's actually really about a haircut. Like, I have to have a willing participant to be like, (laughs) hey, I want to change here. That's not just, like, you, you know, curling my hair. Right. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with all of that, because that's amazing, too. Yeah. It just wasn't my wheelhouse, you know? So... That's why I gave up color. I, yeah, I was like, it's not. I can't do. That's that. why I gave up. And color. why did I do color? Because <laughs> I love I was color. Told I wouldn't make any money unless I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was another yeah, thing. Totally. <laughs> They're like, you gotta do that single process. <laughs> I love that. And especially when you're from like technically yeah. the South, right? It's yeah. like the bread and butter kids. Yeah. What's the bread and butter? <laughs> so it's like that single process. That's why you be, did all those men's true. cuts? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, when I was in school, they were like, "You better keep doing that roller set. She's yeah. your bread and butter." <laughs> Um, I don't like adult. bread or butter. <laughs> <laughs> when you move to New York, you don't I'm eat like, carbs. I don't want bread and butter <laughs> anymore. Like, mm-hmm. She 
She's like, I'm not interested. <laughs> but, Give no. me my green juice and avocado. Totally. <laughs> so you came, so you were in Oklahoma, then Kansas, mm-hmm. then New York. Yep. And How long have you been here? Yeah. Oh my God, it seems like forever. Mm. I think like... He's like a year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like four months. A New York year. Four months. <laughs> a New York year is a lifetime. Exactly. I think like almost 15, I really haven't like... Um, you kind of lose count, right? Yeah. Like not at the beginning. The beginning, you're you're checking. Oh, marking. in the beginning, oh, yeah. oh, one thousand percent. You're like you're like well, in the very beginning, mm-hmm. you count that year in beauty school, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> like you're like I've been doing this for two years, yeah. including beauty school, right? And so and, so true. It's so like true. me with my like. It's like me when you're like short, right? Like cause I am short. You can't see me, but I am short. So it's like you know, I'm like. Five, five and a half. It's that <laughs> half that really like seals the deal for people. So no, yeah. So hair for fifteen years is a long time. It's a longer than fifteen. It's longer, been, yeah. Do you and, think that you'll stay here in New York? Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. You forever. Know, I I think I won't stay here forever. But while I'm doing hair, I'll certainly be here. You know, I think it's just the type of hair that I do. Mm-hmm. I think that's really the reality of it. Like I'm not a very like. You're not setting hair. Hmm. I'm not setting <laughs> hair. You know, I'm not like a super like like beach wave type of kid. And I love all those people, but I just think you have to find what resonates and is honest. Just be with good at you. what you do. Exactly. I think that was. I think that's what New York has taught me is, it's not, stop doing everything. Yeah. And yeah. start doing the just one thing love. that you love doing, and yeah. you'll make money in in New York and in any big city will kind of help you recognize that. And how do you find that? Like, I mean, because that's, like, I find that that's so true for myself, but, like, how do you guys, like, because what's cool about what you're doing and what I really, really, really love, because, you know, you guys go, and you go into all of these different places, and I I remember always having to travel to, like, New York Mm -hmm. or Chicago or something like that. So that I could get education when I was in like Oklahoma or Kansas, yeah. like I didn't feel like people were really like willing and able to like to come continue. to me. Yeah. How do you guys find? Because that message is like I feel like that message is so easy for me because I stand in New York City with like millions of people. Yeah. But how does that translate for some of your students whenever you're in like a place where they don't have as much population? I, well, first of all, let me just say that New Yorkers already think they know everything, so it's hard to actually do what we do in New York. Yeah. Mm. Like, we teach business, so it's a little bit, you know, we talk more about business, we teach more business skills, so a lot of people like that, but in a big city like New York or LA, a lot of the stylists there, and myself included, mm-hmm. it's like, I wouldn't really go to a class right. in New York. I might go to a class in LA, and LA might come to a class in New York, but they're not, we're not going to classes in our own big cities because right. I think it's an, living in those cities is an education kind of like on its own. Like right. you, you've learned how to survive. But then for smaller places like smaller towns or smaller cities, I think people are always, I think people are a little bit intimidated at first mm-hmm. because they think of like, oh, it's, you know, people from New York and maybe they don't understand what we're, you know, how we're going to do things. So that we get a lot of, um, Oh well, that might be how it works in New York, but here it's not like that. Yeah. And our and our mentality is it's like everything is the same. It's just about how you're viewing your space. Oh, well, we can't charge that much here. Well, why can't you be the first to charge that much right. here? Yeah. Right. It's about changing right. the 
the mentality of the hairdresser. Right. So that's kind of hard. And the further you get away from bigger cities, the smaller that thinking gets, just naturally. It's been, I mean, it's, on a personal level, it's been wonderful because I'm seeing places that I would never go to. Right. Like, never think to go to. And I've fallen in love with these cities. Yeah. And now I want to go back, like, for a vacation. Who knew? Indianapolis. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So wonderful. And so, um, what's really cool is, like, we want to go where the people are. Yeah. Is that a... That's from Little Mermaid. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, is exactly. that Cheers? <laughs> That's what we're She's today. like under the So, I mean, we're like, in rather, you know, would it would it be awesome if we could have one big class and eventually we'd get there where people would come to us, you know? To be but, honest, it'd be nice if everybody just came to us. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, you know, if someone in, in, in the Midwest or somewhere in anywhere, just, you know, in a small town... Is like I want to store the hairdresser here, and I'm, you know, we're gonna get we're on, on a plane. plane and go. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, we're not. We, it's not even an option to think twice about it. And I think too, we want people to feel. And I think Hair Story shares the same thing, which is why we vibe well. Is that we love when people feel taken care of. Right. And I think as hairdressers, we already. If you're a true hairdresser, that's what you're thinking about when you're right. with your client. Like, I want to take care of this person. Right. Um, it's really unhealthy, actually, but that's <laughs> what it's what we do. And I think hair story is like, how do I take care of the stylists, right? And I think we right. became we had that same idea, like how do we take care of stylists in the in when they're trying to grow their business, but they have no idea how, and they're not going to go take a business class, right. and they're not going to get a. I don't know anyone that's used a business plan. Listen, anyway. I don't even want to take a business class, so I get right. it. But I it's think that's why we try to make it. We don't talk numbers at all. Yeah, you know, it's not. Or the, I think. The only way that we teach business is by emotionally connecting, using emotional intelligence with people, and being like, you already know, two plus two is always four. Right. It doesn't matter how many spreadsheets you give someone, it doesn't matter how you rearrange the numbers, but it's about getting the individual to change the way that they think. Right. And what I love about Hair Hair Story is getting the individual to change the way that they think about selling product and doing business. So that's why we, I mean, that's our love story with it. We just want people to wake up. Yeah, and, and it's like, how long can you have your career the way that it that it is? You know, if it's not the way that you want it, why aren't we changing it? And that's the thing too. I mean, I think that's what's like important. Like even me, like standing in that room that seems so many years ago, and thinking like, how do I how do I transition out of this career? Well, what was so interesting is like being in that space where it was like you know what, how do I change this career so it looks like what I want it to look like in this moment? And we're afraid to do that. Oh, absolutely. And I, th- I, think, I think that's human nature, to, to be afraid of those changes, but I think that, I mean, that's honestly the only place where fulfillment lives, right. is yeah. that constant change. And we live in a society, I think as millennials too, and like, millennials get very overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and it's because they can't keep up anymore. And then you have the new generation that's like, we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like, we're obsessed right. with Generation Z coming in, and they're like, they've already, st- their Instagram following's already 10,000. They're only right. 12 years old. And they were born. <laughs> totally. They're only 12 years old. They already started their own company. They make t shirts. Like, right. The seven year old on YouTube, this is so sidebar. <laughs> seven year old on YouTube, he opens up toys and he is the highest paid YouTuber. Seven years old. Yeah, girl. He opens up we're toys. Unboxing. Yes. Amazing. Unboxing. I want to unbox shit. Like, <laughs> totally. What is happening? We have to pay to unbox I this. Know. Right. <laughs> no, but, the, but that's my point is that. That millennials kind of, you know, they're, they they come from Generation X and Baby Boomers who have told them they have to like really go slow and save their money, and then then they're looking they're living in a world that's not waiting for them, right? And they're confused, 
And so that's why I think a lot of millennials are like, how do I change my career? Because it's about this idea of keeping up. But I think you can keep up by just constantly changing what you're doing and yeah. constantly changing how you're approaching it. And I, I work in, for Destroy the Hairdresser, I do leadership, right? And the biggest thing about leadership is like, stop running your salon like a salon. Yeah. Right. The minute you stop doing that, success will start running in. Yeah. Everybody's stop, happy. Yeah. Stop thinking that, you know, stop treating your employees like they need to show up like a, like they're part of your wait staff. Like, right. A lot of people just live their lives. We, we, we're lucky. We live in a creative field we can we can live in that world and a lot of business that we teach is just unlearning what they learned yeah (laughs) all my btc students i'm like you need to just take a risk sometimes because they're so afraid of not making money but i'm like you know how to make money you know how to hustle we've all been there you know how to get clients my favorite part is they are afraid to not make money i'm like you're currently not making yeah right it's like you can make more money i'm like they'll want to go out on their own but they're afraid they're not gonna make money i'm like but you're <laughs> but you're gonna make all the money because you're not paying yeah. someone else. And I You're you like know, even if you lose half your clients, you're yeah. still making the same amount of money. I like to like if you go yeah. out on your own, it's like You're still <laughs> yeah. you're still okay. I like to live through my students. So if I'm coaching them in, you know, something, I like to try to mimic that as well because I think that makes you a better coach. So if I'm telling them to meal prep, I'm gonna meal prep, or if I'm telling them to check their finances, then I'm doing it. And I had so many of my students wanting to go out on their own, and I was still working for a salon, very minimal, like two days a week. And my thought process at the time was, I'm only going to work these two days a week because Destroy the Hairdresser is my baby. But then I'm like, I'm still an artist. like. And I remember I even had that fear to leave, to come to Hair Story, to work on my own. I work three days a month, if that. Like, how often do you right. see <laughs> I see you all the time because right. we're on the same schedule. But I work three days a month, and make more money than I've ever made behind the chair right. working for myself. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God. So now when my students cry to me, I'm just like, will you just leave? Just leave. Right. Like, just stop. <laughs> I promise you, you will make more money. And I didn't even try. I lost half my clientele. Yeah. And I still make more money. Right. Do and you, I'm not hurting. Do you feel that with hair, do you feel that same fear with helping people understand hair, helping hairdressers and salons understand how hair story works? Do I? Do you experience the same fear of like, wait a minute, no, I this product line doesn't make sense, I don't understand how I'm going to make money, you know. I don't necessarily have a, a fear of it. No, do they? Do they? Do oh they? my god, I think so. I mean, yeah. I think it's not, you know, I think anything kind of like new is really kind of hard to wrap your mind around in the beginning. Because I'm assuming they're assuming you're like every other. Right, line. they're assuming that, you know, it's a huge buy-in, they're assuming that like... You know that it's gonna that that it's I mean that it's expensive that their clients not gonna like it like there's a lot of assumptions that go along with um, anything new and for us you know it's a new business model of course but it's also on the other side of it you know it's a it's a new product yeah. I mean it's actually new everything's new it's all new it's also called new wash yeah so <laughs> it's like everything's really new and and a lot of And a lot of newness can be kind of frightening at times. And I think also, you know, for me, whenever I was starting to kind of learn about it, the thing that I connected with was I didn't understand all of it in the beginning because my headspace wasn't fully there. Um, 
but I understood that and I could connect with Eli's passion yeah. Yeah. in that moment. That so, makes you want to be on board. Yeah. Like, so I was like, passionate. I was like, okay, cool. So A, I worked for, you know, product companies most of my career. And now I'm actually seeing someone that's like fighting for me, the, the hairdresser that is not just standing with the company, but was standing in Kansas and standing in Oklahoma, you know, because I worked at small, you know, salons there. And so I think that's really the thing. I think that if you feel like someone's on your side, you're willing to go a little bit further and kind of work to learn. But yeah, Like you said before, trust. It's trust. Yeah. It's trust. But I also think that, you know, working in and for a product company, I think that there is a lot of distrust because the culture of product companies have really asked us to reduce ourselves to being these kind of basically salesmen of yeah. anything, not just what we believe in. <laughs> just whatever What's it crazy is, whatever. is <laughs> when you're a salesman, it's like, because, like when you think of car salesmen, it's like they're going to get such a huge commission, commission yeah. that it's like, it's worth them to be like that. Right. We're not getting that kind of commission. Right. So, like, why would we, exactly. you know, why would we push it for, for like someone to pat me on the back? And that's the thing at the end of the day. It's also a different relationship. I mean, there is there's there is a sell that is always happening with us. That's how we make our money. You know, even if it's a haircut or a color or a style or whatever, there's always but there's But, but is it you is it organic? But it's an organic. Yeah. And it's an it's an organic exchange that I think that is like really about us kind of bonding and trusting with people. And then I think that if products come into play and now it's different, right? Like now I, I've learned that it, for me to retell a product, it's very different. I have to tap into me and Mm -hmm. find my own voice and my own way. And what that looks like for me, because I look at the whole thing, like a big puzzle. I'm just solving somebody's problem. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you telling me? What are you not telling me? Does your eyes glance? Do you shrink down? Do you perk up? What's all the information that you're giving me so that I can execute my job the most effectively and deliver something that's right for Mm -hmm. you? And that's what I have to do because that's my vibe. That's my style. That's the way that my mind works when it comes to cutting hair. That means that I have to take me and put it in the product place. Yeah. So for me, what's worked is I'm like, okay, let me hear your problems and see where the product applies so that I can solve those. And then it's natural because I'm it actually serving. And if it doesn't? If it doesn't? It doesn't. I'm like, I, you know what? I'm like, you didn't, if you don't blow dry your hair, girl, you're not getting dressed up. Yeah. Like, we're not talking about dress, you don't own a blow dryer. I'm not trying to be like, here's some dressed up because you got everything else and I'm supposed to push product. Yeah. Like, that's not going to work for me. But I'm like, okay, you air dry, cool. I have the product for you. Yeah. Or sometimes it's really just like a function of a haircut, right? Yeah. Like, I've cut off people's hair and I'm like okay so you know that I've released a lot of weight by cutting all of this off it's going to get really big if you don't put at least four pumps of bomb in it you know so it's like that's what I have to kind of use as it like that and be honest to the situation and the person and then I'm serving them and then it feels natural and real to me the same way where I'm like girl did you see that Netflix show yeah like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I'm excited about yeah, it. You're talking it. about Sabrina. I did. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Those finger waves on that one witch. Every, every. I love her. On that one witch. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. I think the last the last thing that I want to say is that uh, again, one of the reasons I don't like product in salons is because I think it takes up space, mm. and I think taking up space in a salon where there's no hair being done is a waste of money. Right. And so every time I talk to a new salon owner, I'm like, if we remove your 18 shelves of product that don't move at all, yeah. yeah. How many chairs can you put in? Oh, I can put in four. Okay, that's another. Let's even if every chair is twenty thousand, you've just made eighty thousand yeah. on four chairs. And that's a low, low number. Right. And they don't think about that. They're like, oh, I thought I had to have all these shelves and all these products. Like, and what's cool about Hair Story is you don't even have to have it a in shelf. the building. Yeah. Right. You don't even have to have <laughs> yeah. it. You yeah. buy it online. It's exactly. genius. Yeah. It I know so some salons genius. that have it, just their iPads, and they're like, which ones do you want? It'll be delivered to your house. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. That's the way I used to do it in the beginning, for sure. All I my stuff comes on Prime like, anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'm exactly. Not, I'm not going to a space to buy something anymore. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I told them like I went and bought groceries the other day, and I usually have them delivered. And I'm like, I can't get all my groceries home right. because I can't carry them. Yeah, like, but if I have them, home is- if I have them delivered, I can have everything. everything. And I think it's the same with anyone's idea of products. Like, you know, I don't want to get that right now. But when you're at home, you're probably gonna check mark everything because you're in the buying mood. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So we usually end all of our guests with. <laughs> your best hair story whether it's funny or a horror story just one story that just kind of sticks out in your career that you want that to one share that never that you can never forget okay the one I can never forget wow okay this is really good I love this it's a surprise question by the way I didn't know um, but you know what it comes back to something that we talked about a little bit earlier where we were talking about um following and doing what you know is like really right for you mm-hmm. And for me, I remember I was in Kansas, you know, you know, baby hairdresser, and I'm trying to do a double process. <laughs> Which Girl. you only cut hair now. I only so cut hair now. So it's like David doing since that day. So you're doing double process, and it's like orange, and I have to re bleach, <laughs> and I'm in that mode where I'm like, you know, it's like pure panic. Where I'm yeah. like, I don't know. You're praying to every god you've ever every known about. Every single god. You guys aren't here to see this, but Wes is literally in the story. Like, you're not even looking at us, you're right, right back. He's sweating. I'm like, totally. <laughs> just like, not knowing anything and just feeling like, just having that whole moment where I'm like, hmm. I'm like, how can I get out of the situation <laughs> like and not and not having any knowledge of yeah. how to get out of you're it. thinking like, like should I just leave. run out the door that's exactly what I was thinking that was my moment like I was like I was like I could just leave this chick right here right now <laughs> I'm done I was like move to New York no one will ever know exactly I'm like, so I'm like how do I do it like how to get it's like it's still you're like looking at it it's still orange like you're like her hair is gonna break off it's like so the point of and you, that, rubber, you move the color around oh it's like oh yeah I'm like rubbing and like you know bleach like fingertips hoping that the I'm heat like, from your fingertips will make it work I'm like she's not white it's not white yet so um so really understanding like okay so maybe this is life telling me one of two things A if you really want to do color then you need to learn a lot more or B maybe color's not for you <laughs> but really being in that darkest place of your moment yeah, where you're like it makes you decide you're like in the in, in your soul where you're like 
if you're trying to run, like literally trying to, like seriously, yeah. that was in my thought process. Like, what was the end result? Oh, tragic. <laughs> I mean, literally tragic. Like, I could not get it to a good place. And, and I was like, and you know, she's gonna go somewhere else, and you're gonna be the name. Oh, yeah. oh, one thousand percent. Like, I'm like, yeah, that was pure. Like, she's reading a magazine and it says "Hair by West Sharpton," and she's, and she's like. like Oh my she, god. Totally. She's like, oh, cut, cut exactly. Her. The only cuts. Exactly. Okay, exactly. <laughs> She's somewhere right now being like, oh my god. This is her hair horror she, story. Totally. Well. Exactly. She's probably still growing that color out. But oh to that 17 years later. To that, to, <laughs> it's to like that it's point, almost gone. To that yeah. point, I think it's, it's it's the same thing in like smaller cities. You said, what do you notice about that? They a lot of salons will make their stylists do everything. I'm like, do not do that. Mm-hmm. Let people do what they're good at, and you will have a business that runs itself. Right. Yeah. But the minute you're like, oh, they, there was a well, it's a walk-in. Somebody has to take it. No, that's right. not necessarily true. If you have, if it's a walk-in for a barbering situation, and you're gonna tell oh, the yeah. person in your salon that does balayage all day that they're gonna do this barbering cut, right. a, the client's gonna hate it. They're gonna jack it up. And they're going to talk bad about you. Then you're going to have to have a meeting with the stylist. And the stylist is going to be upset with you. It's like, just let people do what they're right. good at. Yeah. You know. So, this has been... Wonderful. Thrilling. Thank you for awesome. coming. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> if anyone wants to follow you on Instagram, how would they do that? Sure. Um, it's at Wes Sharpton. So, can you spell that for us? Yeah. W-E-S-S-H-A-R-P-T-O-N. Like Reverend Al Sharpton. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Respect <laughs> children. <laughs> Yes, and if you want to know more about hair story, you can. I'm, I'm assuming they can DM you. You can, can DM me. Um, you know, I like to be really. Re- I've worked with it forever um, since it was born. So you can DM me if you go to the Carious page. I blast out my own personal cell phone numbers Ooh. so people can actually call me. Oh wow! If they want and be talk to me about it, we have a chatty a chatty group of that's, listeners. That's, that's okay. <laughs> I'm just, you know, but I'm only you know I wanted to do that just because I. I wanted to for people to be able to talk to another hairdresser about it yeah I didn't want you know what I mean like you can't talk to me about like the business side of it like I can't be like here's the like number and how we're gonna make this thing like that's somebody else but if you have concerns or if you're just like how do you transition this into your space like how does it work you're gonna have a lot of salon owners wondering how that works so I will like I can let you know on like the product end and from a hairdresser point of view about how it works and like I can give that all that information and anything that I can't answer then I'm just gonna direct you to the right place I'm yeah. not gonna BS through it I'm just gonna be like that's not me but I'll get you the person that can do that yeah. for you you just want to tell them how much you love it and how 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 it works well I think it comes with questions I mean Absolutely. it's completely detergent free we came from a shampoo and conditioner culture for our entire careers and so this is very different it's very new and that comes with a lot of questions and I think that if I can be available to help someone answer that then that's what I'm willing and wanting to do mm-hmm. and then into in 2020 we'll interview you again when non-detergent is normal yeah and you guys have to create something new for yeah. us yeah exactly <laughs> alright thanks for being here awesome. awesome. thank, thank you thank you make sure to reach out to us on Instagram at destroy the hairdresser and for more information on all of our DTH programs you can visit us at destroythehairdresser.com destroy the hairdresser.com